Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast, where you get real and practical advice on how to go from wearing boots to wearing a suit. We've got you covered on advice from writing resumes to killing it in an interview. Be sure to check out this podcast and more at transitionvetcoach.com. And now your host, former Navy Lieutenant Pat Bergstresser. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. This is your host, Pat Bergstresser. Thanks so much for joining us. If you listened to the last episode, you know that we just started digging into the resume. Last time, we talked about the header of the resume. We talked about how it's not as simple and straightforward uh, as you might think it is, and it's important to take a few minutes, not a long time, but a few minutes to make sure that you know what you're doing when you fill that out so that it uh, conveys the way you want to be conveyed to whoever's reading it. So if you haven't checked that out, that was transition tip number three. Today, we are doing transition tip number four. So we're moving one line down on the resume page to your professional summary. So not every resume has this. The professional summary is an introduction uh, of you to whoever's reading your resume, and it's somewhat replacing the cover letter. Some companies you'll find when you apply, they don't even want a cover letter anymore, and that's because a lot of people are starting to put this professional summary on their resume, and it's sort of a generic introduction to you taking the place of the cover letter. The cover letter's just another page, and honestly, the cover letters were a lot of bullshit to begin with, so this is just kind of a replacement of that. Anytime you apply for a job, you're going to adjust your resume to better tailor yourself to that job and convey your experience to whatever position you're applying for. Uh, And so you'll update this as you apply for different jobs. And so it's kind of like a cover letter, but it's not as extensive and it won't need as much revision because you're, you're more talking about what you're good at and what you want to do, and more specifically, what kind of value you can bring to the organization. And so that's what we're going to get into, is what is this professional summary, why is it important, and how to go about writing it, because it really sets the tone for whoever's reading it. And if you write a good, you know, it's essentially an introduction to who you are, and if you write a good one, you're going to entice them to continue reading. And if it sounds terrible, they're going to throw it in the trash and move on to the next resume. So it is important, but as we go through all of these sections, I encourage you not to get too caught up in having the perfect you know, professional summary and the perfect key skills and the perfect experience, you know, this document is going to be edited and revised over and over and over again, not only for the different jobs that you and positions that you apply for, but because you're going to learn new and more things, whether it's from this podcast or somewhere else, you're going to, you know, somebody's going to re- make a recommendation that you change some language here, or you update this, or you move education to the front instead of the end or whatever the case is. And so you're always going to be making changes. So it's important not to get caught up in making a million changes and constantly wanting the perfect resume the first time you do it. Like we talked about in in the the very first transition tip, which is having a plan. There's going to be a million things that you're trying to do when you're getting ready to to transition. And the same case is true with this resume. You've never written one before. Uh, There's a lot of information to put in a very short amount of space. And it can seem like you just got to focus on all these things at once. But the important thing is getting things down on paper. And that's really what we're going to dig into here. So as I alluded to before, this 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 is your introduction to the reader. And so you want to keep that in mind as you're writing it. The majority of your resume is going to be your professional experience. That's the bulk of the resume. We're going to spend probably several podcasts or one long form podcast talking about how to write that section because there's a lot to cover to make sure it's done uh, really well. And we'll talk about specifically how we recommend you guys fill that out. Um, So what you don't want to do in your professional summary is start getting into all the great things you've done. Because 
they're barely getting to know you. You want to you ease them into it. You don't want to start throwing a bunch of information at them because they're going to get deterred and, and not want to hear it. And you're just going to sound like someone who's trying to brag or who's not telling the truth or who is disingenuous. And so with this professional summary, you're not focusing on specifically what your accomplishments are. You want to write about what you're good at. So you're not, I mean, you'll give a little bit of specifics so you can show why you're good at something, but it's the focus really is what you're good at and what you are looking to do, what you want to do next. Now, when we say what you want to do, the company doesn't really care what you want to do. They want to know how you can bring value to them, but they also want to feel like you want to work for them. So it's important to convey it in a way that says, hey, this is what I'm looking to do, and these are the skill sets I bring. And so when they read it, they say, hey, this guy wants to work here, and we need those skill sets that he or she has, uh, and we'd love to bring them on board for the next step in this process, which would be the interview. So again, I really just want to reiterate the fact that it's really easy to get caught in the trap of writing what you've done, because that's what everybody thinks about a resume. But this professional summary is not what you've done, right? It's what you're good at and what you're looking to do, okay? So just remember that as we go through this process. Now, if you're trying to figure out how am I going to do this, how am I going to go about this process, the best place to start is to go pull out all of your old evals, fit reps, OERs, OPRs, whatever you call them in your service, go pull out every single performance report you ever got and start reading through the write-up section. If you don't have them handy... You know, when I was coming up, when I was a young junior officer, everybody told me to keep copies of these things because I would need them later on. I didn't listen, but fortunately, I was a millennial and in the, in the you know in the age of where the military started storing things on the internet. So fortunately, in the Navy, all of your performance reports are sent to PERS or Personnel Command or BUPERS, Bureau of Personnel uh, or NPC Navy Personnel Command, and they store them all online. So if you're in the Navy, you can just go to BOL BUPERS online, and you can find all of your evals or fit reps there. If you're in another service. I don't know exactly where you would find that, but I would imagine that it's probably online somewhere. The Navy, in my experience, was pretty bad with online you know, networks and, and storing things online, and even they had it. So uh, if we had it, I'm sure everybody else does. If you don't know, just ask a buddy or a friend or talk to your senior leadership if you're still in. But definitely get this before you get out, because once you get out, it's going to be a lot harder to get. You can probably get it, but no guarantees. So if you're not out yet, I'd go get those immediately and store them away. And, and keep them in a safe place because you will need them when you get out. Even when you go start to revise your resume, it's nice to have something to reference. So go get all of your, your old performance reports and just sit down, whether you've been in for 25 years or five years, sit down and read through every single uh, write-up because it's important to remember what you did. If you've been in, I mean, I was in for seven years and there was a lot of things that I didn't remember I did at my first job. You know, So when you go through those performance reports, you start to remember and you start to reflect. And that's an important exercise to go through because you're going to be talking about a long period of time in a short amount of space. And you want to make sure that you you really truly remember everything you did and you're pulling the best success stories that you had and really getting a clear idea of what you're actually good at. So once you go through all of that, you need to start to try to identify themes. What are things that you're seeing over and over again, things that you're good at. You know, maybe it's something about how you're a gifted leader or you're really, uh, you know, a great subject matter expert and you're really analytical. Um, or, you know, maybe you're really good at, at 
developing, you know, your sailors or your Marines or those that work for you. And you have that ability to just connect with people, try to figure out what those themes are. Uh, because when you write this professional summary, that's really what we're going to get into is what you're good at. And these write-ups will give you a little bit of an insight into what you're actually good at. So the next step that you want to try to get an idea of is when you're reading through these is figure out what kind of role you want to find yourself in. And you might get an idea of that through these write-ups. You might start to see that there's certain things you're drawn to. Like, you know, like I said, you're good at connecting, you're good at leading, you're good at strategy and building a big picture of how to tackle something uh, and then really drilling down on the details, getting into the tactical execution. Everybody has their uh, thing that they're good at, their uh, their natural ability just lends them to. And so while you're figuring out what those themes are, you also, also want to try to figure out what kind of role you want to find yourself in and what skill set you have that lends yourself to being good at that. One of the great things that as military service members and veterans we find is that we're really good, we're really hardworking. Uh, a lot of times we're really good leaders, uh, but you don't have to come off and, and say, I was in the military and now I'm a great leader. Because that's what every single veteran says. So I'm not saying don't say that, uh, because you should. If Definitely, if you are a good leader, you should say that, because that is something companies want. A lot of people don't want to be leaders, surprisingly. And the military really works hard to make sure that everybody is is learning leadership, whether you're an E1 or you know, you're a general or admiral, you're definitely leading. So uh, that's important, but you don't, not everybody wants to be a leader. Some people are a little more introverted. They don't like being out in front of people and, and they just like to, to execute and work hard on their own individually or maybe in a small team. And that's really important too. I mean, particularly in the tech community, they're paying a lot of money to people who are really technically skilled in programming and cybersecurity and in all kinds of, you know, cloud storage stuff that I don't even really know how to describe, but they're paying a lot of money for people with those skills. And so being really detail oriented and, and being a subject matter expert in that case, tech, but in, in a lot of other fields as well can pay you a lot of money. So that's really important too. So don't feel like oh, I was in the military. So I have to talk about how as a leader. I mean, you should, I, I definitely think you should, but if you don't want to focus on that, cause that's not what you're looking to do, that's totally okay. So just don't, a lot of people talk about how veterans are great leaders and, and that for the most part is true, but everybody's different and that's a generalization. And if you don't want to go that route, you definitely don't have to. Now I will say as you're going through this process, keep in mind that you may not really know what you want to do. I mean, you may not. I mean, 65%, I think the statistic is like 65% of veterans leave their first job within two years. Uh, and you obviously don't want to be that statistic, but don't get too hung up on knowing, you know, I want to be this specific kind of project manager at this very specific type of tech company. You don't have to think like that, okay? You just need to have a general idea of what you're looking to do. And the whole process of going through this resume writing is going to force your brain to think about this, and you're going to start to drill down on what you want to do. Now, a lot of veterans say they want to be project managers, but that's because that's what we do, right? As senior NCOs and officers for the, uh, you know, definitely are spend a lot of our time managing projects, but everybody is managing projects. I mean, I had, you know, E4s and E5s that work for me that were, you know, leading crews and running project sites. We worked in construction, and that was very common for an E6, you know, to, to give the commanding officer a tour of his project site. So, 
So project management and, and leadership is everywhere. But again, you don't have to necessarily do that. Try to get a general idea of what you're looking to do. Now, if you have some time before you get out, I would really recommend reading a book called Start With Why. It's by Simon Sinek. He's a British guy. I think he's an American citizen now, but he wrote this book. Uh, he's written two really great books, actually. The other one is Why Good Eaters or Good Leaders Eat Last. And it, he, he has a lot of military examples um, about how, uh, you know, he, I think he was with some Marines at one point and he saw the officers eating after all the troops ate. And uh, he started to uncover and realize that that was, you know, something that made great leaders is caring about their people. And he ended up writing a whole book about that, not specifically eating, obviously, but, you know, just uh, leadership in general. So that's a great book. But for our purposes right now, I recommend checking out Start With Why. It's his first book. It's based off of a TED Talk. So if you really want to save some time, go to YouTube and just search Simon, Simon Sinek Why, and you'll find it. That's a really great TED Talk. I think it's like the third most popular TED Talk of all time. It's really, really good. Check it out. But he really talks about why finding your why is important. Not your what. That's what most people focus on, but rather your why. So Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Check them out on YouTube, TED Talk. It's really good. Check out the book. It's also very good. So, okay. So now once you've gone through all your fit reps, evals, write-ups, whatever, you've got two to three themes, right? And you're also starting to kind of narrow down on on uh, what kind of value you can bring to someone else. What are, what are you just naturally good at um, and and what you're looking to, to do uh, in a general sense, remember, we're looking at broad broad statements and broad generalizations at this point because we don't want to get bogged down into the details yet. We want to start getting something on paper. Remember, we talked about you know early on in this process, you just need to get something down on paper so don't dwell on the details. So two to three themes, general idea of what you're looking to do. So now we're going to start writing. Um, and, and if you want to follow along with this process and kind of what I'm talking about, you can check out the website, transitionvetcoach.com. It's in the blog section. Uh, this one is about the professional summary, so just look for that. You'll find it. So as we go about writing this, we're looking for four to seven sentences. And when I say four to seven, I don't mean, oh, I actually do seven. No, because remember, space is a hot commodity on this resume. So don't think that you got to do the long version. Mine is only four sentences, and it works great for me. And if you want to read mine, it's it's on the website I put up you know, the section of my resume for every blog post we're talking about this, it's on there. If you guys want to look at it, go look at it. It's not perfect by any stretch, but if you kind of need an idea of what we're talking about here, go check it out. Mine's four sentences. I mean, they're a little bit longer. They're not, they're not short sentences, but it's four sentences long. Uh, and more just isn't always better. And so four to seven sentences, again, if you want to go like eight or you want to do three really good sentences, that's fine, right? We're just talking about generalizations here, but four to seven sentences. Now, when you're writing it, we're going to set this up as if it's a five-sentence structure, okay? Just a simple five-sentence paragraph, basic English writing format, so five sections. The first is the opening. This is really where you're going to talk in broad strokes about what are you specifically good at while you are on active duty. You can, you know, a lot of terms that you'll see are accomplished leader, versatile manager, you know, project manager, whatever, you know, process improvement or team builder, whatever. That's all great. But remember, we're keeping it general. We're keeping it broad. And you're introducing yourself to whoever's reading it. This is the first line they're going to read. So keep it broad. Get Let them know. If you had one sentence to say about yourself, about what you're good at and what they should know about you in a professional sense, this is your opener, right? The next is your detail. So this, is, this whole paragraph is still an introduction to you. This is where you get a little bit more detailed. You'll specify 
How were you a good leader or subject matter expert or whatever it was? You know, did you lead big teams or, you know, were you really good at working cross-functionally? You know, you worked with multiple departments throughout your battalion or your company or whatever. Were you always great at making sure that your results were defined and measurable? Did you spend a lot of time deployed and did that allow you to develop a skill set that's not that common? Whatever it is, you're going to get a little bit of detail there. And then sentences two and three, again, you can just have two here, don't have to have three, but sentences two and three are those other themes. So detail, the, the second, section, second section, you'll talk about theme one. You know, we talked about having two to three themes. That'll be theme one. Sentence three will be theme two. And if you have a third theme, you don't have to, but if you do, that'll be the fourth sentence. So theme three. And so that's one, two, three. Those are your three themes. And then after that, you're going to have your fifth sentence. This is where you're going to introduce themselves to what you're looking to do. Now, like I said in the intro, Nobody really cares what you want to do, okay? They want to know how you can add value. So you're not going to say, this is what I want to do. You're going to tell them what skills you have, what value you can bring to the organization in a little bit more of a direct way. So if you want to see specifically how to say that, check out mine. But it's basically going to, it's kind of your closing of your intro saying, these are the skill sets and the values I have that I can bring to, you know, an organization. And so that's kind of going to how you're going to close it out. You know, you might talk about how you have extensive knowledge and strategic planning or just-in-time delivery or project management or whatever it is. If you want to look up some buzzwords online about what's what the current trends are in business, you know, by all means, do that. Bottom line is you really want to be telling them what you can bring to their organization and why they should give a, a shit or two shits. So as you get all this down on paper, just do it in one fell swoop, four to seven sentences, get it all down. You want this to pack a punch, so you're going to have to go back and revise this. So I would recommend going back through it two or three times make sure the sentences are clean and have somebody else read it and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Have one of your buddies read it, you know, instead of bullshitting about what you watched on Gilmore Girls or whatever other shows people are watching at the smoke pit, why don't you have them read this and say, hey, man, I'm getting out. Can you take a look at this? What does this say about me? Do you think this is, is good? Does this entice you? Get other people to read it. I mean, it's a little scary because they're going to give you a hard time. But they're also going to give you real feedback, and that you're going to be able to gauge whether or not and engage them. And so I really encourage you to have other people look at it. Other than that, I mean, that's really it. So this is the, sec- the second section of the resume. We've got a bunch more to go through, but this is a really important one because you're really starting to flesh out who you are on paper, and that's not easy, but we're going to get there. Now, like I said, don't get hung up on this one section because we've got a lot more to get through. There's a lot more writing. You know, get it down, revise it a couple times, have people read it as you're going through this process, but don't get hung up on it. Just keep working. So like I said, go get your OERs, your OPRs, your fit reps, your evals, whatever you call them, because that's really going to be helpful as you go through this. So other than that, guys, that's really it. Remember, four to seven sentences. It's going to be your opening, your details, themes one, two, and three, or one and two, or one through four, whatever it is, and then close it out with what you're looking to do, which is really your key skills, what value you bring to an organization. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that we close every single episode with a quote that is a favorite of mine, and I think it's really applicable to the transition. And it's a, it's a quote by Winston Churchill, and it goes something like this. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And like I always say, you're going to apply for a lot of jobs. You're going to get no's. You're going to get a lot of no's. But all you need is one yes. And from every no, you might learn something. Maybe you screwed up the interview. Maybe you go back and look at your resume and you say, hey, I need to fix this. 
maybe uh, they said something, uh, they gave you some sort of tidbit that's going to help you uh, in your next application. So just remember, just because you had a failure or missed the mark, it's not the end of the world. There's lots of jobs out there. There's lots of careers. There's lots of opportunities. Just remember that that courage that got you through the tough times on active duty, just pull that back out. And, and use that courage to continue on because you're going to find something. Veterans have a lot of unique skill sets that companies are dying to get on board their organization and guys are going to find it. So like I said, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. As always, check us out on trans, uh, online at transitionvetcoach.com. If you have any questions, you can always email me, pat at transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you guys very soon. You've been listening to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. For more transition tips and content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for your service and all you do. As always, if you have any questions, email Pat directly at pat at transitionvetcoach.com.